Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships, to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on, and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of. Because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, guys, I may just have to make this a permanent part of my introduction, but if you listen to any of my episodes, you might know that you may hear some language in some of these episodes, and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, you might want to just pop in some headphones before we get started. Today is part two of this two-part series. I'm getting super detailed on both the strategy and the mindset around turning your dreams into real goals and then into real habits, and then using both the strategy and the mindset practices to actually hit those goals so you can live the dream life you've always wanted to live. I broke this up into two episodes because, like I said in the last episode, I'm sure you don't want to listen to me talk for an hour and a half straight. So again, you're welcome. And if you haven't listened to the last episode yet, episode number 14, that is part one. That's where I sort of set the stage and really get into the strategy behind this practice. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would maybe pause right here and just go back and listen to that one first. You could listen to it afterwards too if you'd rather, but I do sort of set the stage for this whole practice. So it might be valuable to listen to that one first. I'll put a link for that episode in the show notes, or you can just go back one episode. It's episode 14. In today's episode, we're going to get really into the daily mindset practices that are going to allow you to really connect with yourself, connect with your purpose, connect with your passions, rediscover who you are, what lights you up, what you should be spending more time doing and what you might need to spend less time doing, the places where you should be focusing your attention and the places you might be putting too much attention on and you might need to pull back in those places. These two episodes that I've put out here are basically the audio version of the 30-day journal that I've created and that will be available on February 25th. So if you want to take notes as you listen, I'm literally giving you almost everything that's in the journal. So you can write it all down and do it in any old notebook. But if you'd like the framework all set out for you and you want an actual copy of the journal, 
I shared in the last episode, and I'll share again later in this one, how you can get a copy for free. Okay, so just a quick recap. In the last episode, I shared a quote from Bill Gates. Most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And then I challenged you to really spend some time thinking about where you'd really like to be in 10 years. And not the safe dream, but like the dream dream. And then we worked through the strategy to break that 10-year dream into an initial 12-month goal. And then how to further break that 12-month goal into some very actionable, shorter-term goals to work towards in the next 30 days. And then we broke it down even further and turned those goals into steps and habits. And we talked about how to start tracking those habits so you can start to see some real results within even the first week of working toward these goals. That episode was all about the strategy. And the strategy section is the first section in the journal. Because as important as mindset is to keep you in the journey for the long term, mindset takes time to develop and maintain and continue to grow. And strategy is something you can start to implement from day one. And you can start to see results really quickly, which will also help to reinforce the mindset work that you're going to be doing at the same time. So this episode is all about the mindset work. This will be where I lay out the daily mindset practices that can literally change the entire trajectory of your life if you allow yourself to really invest in yourself through these practices. This journal is designed to be utilized twice a day. Once first thing in the morning and once right before you go to bed. The morning journaling is going to set your intentions for your day. It's going to give you the mental and emotional and even strategical roadmap to empower yourself to get the most out of every single day of your life. Instead of just letting your life happen to you, you have the power to design your life through these practices. The evening journaling is going to give you an opportunity to reflect, to recognize things you've done that have worked out the way you wanted them to, and to recognize where you've tried things that maybe haven't worked out how you've hoped. It's going to allow you to clear your mind of any clutter or negativity you might have picked up through the day, either intentionally or unintentionally. And it's going to help you It's going to help you have a more restful sleep and more intentionality as you start the following day the next morning. This practice doesn't have to take a huge amount of time. The first few times you do it, it might feel a little overwhelming at first, and you may spend a little longer getting into it if you're not used to this sort of a journaling practice. But as you're consistent and continue to return to this practice every day, it's going to get much easier and you're going to really start to see how much it impacts your life. 
I know that if I skip a day, it really has an effect on me. Like it's worth it to me to be 10 minutes late to something if I need to be because I haven't done my journaling yet because I know what my day is going to look and feel like if I skip it. And if you're really consistent with this practice, you're definitely going to start to notice that too. The mindset section of the journal has very intentional questions and prompts that are going to they're going to help you get the most value out of your time. Remember, intentionally investing in the relationship you have with yourself is going to be the key to developing and growing the mindset that you need in order to continue to implement the strategies that I talked about in part one in the last episode that are going to help you reach your goals. This is where the soul work starts. This is where you start to remember the dreams that you once had and start to see and actually believe in new dreams. This is where you start believing in the things you never thought you could believe in again and where you reconnect with yourself and all your divine internal wisdom. So let's just start by going through the morning journaling prompts. You'll start your morning by writing your daily affirmation. This can be something new or different every day. You can change it up or you can have the same affirmation that you repeat day after day. Affirmations are super powerful. They train your brain to focus on the positive qualities or attributes that you want to embody or own for yourself. So often we get stuck repeating negative self-talk over and over in our heads. And when we do that, those are the things we really start to embody and believe about ourselves. So rather than getting stuck in that cycle of negativity, we're going to start the day reminding ourselves of something positive. Because the things we tell ourselves daily become the very guidelines that we live our lives by. If you wake up every morning and you tell yourself that you're broke or you're out of shape or that you hate your job, how do you really feel about yourself when you say those things? It sets a negative tone for your entire day. So instead, wake up every morning and tell yourself that you're healthier today than you were yesterday or that you have more abundance today than you had yesterday. And we're going to accompany that affirmation with a statement of what you love about yourself. So an example, like literally right out of my journal would be, I am healthier, stronger, more successful, and more confident than I was yesterday. And I love myself because... I'm kind and generous to others. After the affirmation and the love statement, you're going to write out three things that you're grateful for. And while the affirmation you say to yourself every day can be the same day after day, you should challenge yourself to find three new things that you're grateful for every day instead of repeating the same things from the day before. Having a daily 
gratitude practice is one of the most important things you can do every single day. It helps you focus your brain on the blessings that you have in your life right now, while also subconsciously reminding yourself to actually notice things to be grateful for as you go through your day. As your brain starts getting accustomed to recalling and recognizing the things you're grateful for, that's what your brain's going to focus on. On a practical note, how much different do you feel when you see all the things in your life that are beautiful and all the blessings you have compared to all the shitty stuff? Focusing on gratitude is going to just make you genuinely happier overall. It's going to make you physically and mentally healthier, and it's even going to improve the relationships that you have with the people around you. To accompany what you're grateful for, it's also important to spend a few minutes and reflect on why. This forces you to slow down and really feel the gratitude and recognize the blessings rather than just going through the motions and mechanically making out a list. Just writing out, I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful for my dog. It can be easy to rush through that list pretty quickly sometimes, but taking the time to write out why I'm grateful for my home because I spent five years working really hard and saving for the down payment, and I put a lot of time and energy into making it a beautiful space I love. Or I'm grateful for my car because I know there are people who have to walk or ride a bike, and my car allows me to be able to take my kids to all their activities and to go to the grocery store anytime I need to. Or I'm grateful for my dog because he loves me unconditionally. And when I'm having a bad day, he just sits with me and loves me and makes me feel better. Taking the time to write out the why really just cements it into your mind, that gratitude on a much deeper level. After gratitude, we're going to set intentions for the day. How do you want to feel today? and one intention you have for today. For example, today I will seek to feel productive. And one intention I have for today is to find more clarity around the side business I want to create this year and to create a plan to make it happen. Deciding how you want to feel And then setting your intentions for how you want to accomplish that is going to give you the direction you need in order to actually structure your day the best way for you that day. And every single day is going to be a little bit different. So it's important to honor where you are every single day, where your emotions are, what you're feeling in your body, where your mind wants to go. So take a minute. And just tap into yourself and ask yourself, really, how do I want to feel today? And if you have a sense that what you really need to tap into that day is peace, calm, quiet, your intention might be 
to turn off social media notifications for 24 hours and set aside some time for a long meditation and maybe write out some deeper reflections in some of the blank pages of your journal. On the other hand, if you want to feel productive, your intention may be to clean up some of the clutter in your home or start working on that side business you've been wanting to build. Next, we're going to go back to our goal tracker. And this is something I talked about in part one in the last episode. So again, if you haven't listened to that one, definitely make sure you go back and listen. And the next thing you're going to ask yourself What is one thing you're going to do today to get you closer to your goal? So this is where you can expand on your intention and make it more specific. If your intention today is to clear out some of the clutter in your home, maybe you're going to reorganize your closets and donate whatever you don't use or need. Or maybe you don't have that much time. So maybe you're just going to tackle cleaning out cleaning out the junk drawer in the kitchen. Or if your intention is to start on that side business, maybe this is where you take the first steps into making that vision a reality. Sign up for the course that's going to teach you the skills you need to learn to do the thing you want to do. Or research other people who have done the thing you want to do and figure out how they started. Keep in mind that none of these things need to be huge action steps. This is a daily practice where you implement little things every single day to put your life on the path that's going to allow you to reach that dream destination you visualized in what I talked you through yesterday. Some days your action steps are going to be bigger than others. And some days your action steps might just be to slow down and rest and honor yourself in the process. This is all about the journey and the things you learn about yourself and the ways that you grow along the way. So those are just the simple journal prompts that you're going to use to start your day every morning. And then at the end of the day, there's a few more. The evening journaling is for reflection. The more you expand on your responses, the more connected you're going to start to become with your own inner voice. And the more connected you're going to start to become with who you are at your core, with your passions, your joy, your struggles, your fears. As you do the journal prompts in the evenings, expand on these reflections as much as possible. So first, you'll start by listing three things you did that day that you're proud of. They don't have to be huge. It could be, I made my bed today. I organized the junk drawer in the kitchen. I didn't hit the snooze button when my alarm went off. It's important to celebrate your progress. These things don't have to be huge. They can be as small as drinking the water you promised yourself you would drink every day or waking up and making your bed or making sure the kitchen was clean before you went to bed instead of putting it off until morning or making time to journal when you really didn't feel like it. Celebrating the little successes on the way to your goals gives you the confidence and the motivation to keep going. And it trains your mind 
to find fulfillment and joy in the process of developing new habits and reaching new goals. And this is something I talk about in depth in episode 11, which is from a couple weeks ago. And I'll link that episode in the show notes if you haven't listened to it yet, because it's so important to celebrate your progress. If you don't allow yourself to celebrate the small things you do on your way to reaching your goals, you rob yourself of the joy and the excitement that you're supposed to experience on the journey every day of your life. And if you don't allow yourself to celebrate along the journey, when you do reach the goal at the end, you aren't even going to know how to enjoy the destination when you get there. So once you list out three things you did that day that you're proud of, then you're going to write out one thing you did that day that brought you the most joy. This can be in alignment with one of the things that you're proud of, or it can be something completely different, just something you enjoyed that day, a good cup of coffee or a conversation with a friend, and expand on this as much as you can. Why did you enjoy it? What did you enjoy about it? How did it make you feel? Was it simply the thing you did that brought the joy or was it the people you did it with? When we recognize the things that bring us joy, it gives us awareness as we prioritize the things in our lives that we give our time and attention to. And just like practicing daily gratitude allows us to recognize even more to be grateful for, recognizing what brings us joy allows us to recognize more of the things that bring us joy. The next question is two parts. What is one thing that frustrated or disappointed me the most today? And what did that teach me? While we don't want to dwell on the negative parts of our day, it's important to notice when we choose to do things that don't serve us, the things that steal our joy. This can be something that might even be outside of your control, like if you were treated a certain way by a family member or a coworker, or it can be something you actually chose to do or a way you chose to react to something. Like if you got super frustrated and yelled at your kids because they left a huge ass mess in the kitchen. Again, you want to expand on this, but then reflect on why it frustrated you, how it made you feel, what it taught you about yourself or about an environment you chose to put yourself in. And the last thing you'll write about is something you did that day just for fun. Fun and play are so important, even as adults. But as we get older and we have more and more responsibilities, we just forget to play. But play is good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. It can help you break out of a funk and tap into your creativity. And yes, you are creative. We are all creative in our own ways. We just forget that part of ourselves sometimes as we grow up. But doing something just for fun is one of the best ways to tap into parts of our brain that we sometimes forget to use. So those are the actual journal prompts that you can use 
every morning and every evening to help you start reconnecting with yourself and finding a more intentional direction for your goals. Because if your goals aren't in alignment with who you are at your core, you're going to have a really hard time actually reaching them. Or if you do reach them, you're going to feel really confused when you do and you don't feel the way you thought you would feel. One other thing that can help you, and there's space in my journals for this, or you can use any notebook you want, is a final brain dump before you go to bed. Are you ever just lying in bed at night and your mind is just racing through everything you wanted to get done that day, but you hadn't gotten to it yet, so you're mentally creating this to-do list for yourself for the next day, or you're trying to remember the things you still need to pick up at the grocery store for dinner tomorrow, or you're trying to remember which kid has practiced the next day and you can't sleep because your brain just won't shut off. This is when a brain dump can be super helpful. A brain dump is just what it sounds like. You dump everything out of your head onto paper so your brain can let go of it and finally relax. Your brain expends so much extra energy trying to remember things. It doesn't need to remember, which prevents you from being able to fall asleep. And then when you do fall asleep, it prevents you from actually being able to get a restful sleep. But once your brain knows that it doesn't have to remember all the little shit that's swirling around in your head because you've just written it down, you're going to sleep so much better. I like to keep my journal on a table beside my bed. And if something pops into my head as I'm trying to fall asleep, I just write it down. The more you do this, the more natural it becomes and you start to recognize the things you need to write down before you even settle into bed. And in the morning, before you start on your morning journal prompts, you can review your brain dump from the night before to make sure you don't forget to add anything to your plan for that day. Okay, so this journal is a 30-day journal. You'll go through the prompts every day for 30 days, and then at the end of the 30 days, you'll set aside some time to do an in-depth reflection. While the daily writing isn't going to take you a super long time to do every day, when you do this end-of-the-month reflection, you should set aside an hour or so because this is where you're going to go even deeper. The journal has several pages of additional prompts at the end of the month that are going to they're going to allow you to reflect on the prior month. And this can be done at any time of the day, but I would suggest carving out a significant block of time after the month is over to read through everything you've written over the course of the month and reflect on it. And the prompts in this section of the journal are going to help you go even deeper. It's going to give you so much clarity around the last 30 days, which is going to help guide you in how to structure your next 30 days. This part of the process is something that I intentionally write into my schedule. I make this a priority. 
I'll go to a coffee shop by myself on a Sunday afternoon, and that's kind of where I like to do this. I like to put myself in an environment that's outside of my house because it helps me be more intentional and focus, and it helps me drop into a flow state much more easily. But you can do whatever works for you. I'm not going to go through all the specific journal prompts for the end of the 30 days because there's so much in what I've already given you over the past two episodes to get you started and to get you going for the next 30 days. And I don't want to overwhelm you. But if you want all those end of the month journal prompts too, I did tell you that I was going to give you an opportunity to get a free copy of the journal when it's released. So if you're listening to this episode in real time, right now I'm offering this just in the month of February. So if it's after February of 2023 when you're listening to this, it might not be available anymore. But you can DM me and ask because I might give it to you anyway. But if you're listening to this and it's still February of 2023, this is how you can get a free copy of the PDF printable version of the journal. All you need to do is just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a written review, preferably five stars, because again, this podcast is super awesome, but you have to actually write a review. Don't just click on the stars. After you write the review, take a screenshot and DM it to me with your email address. And when the journal releases, I'll email you a free printable copy, which is awesome because it's a 30-day journal so you can print it and reprint it every single month. Because obviously this isn't something you just do for 30 days and then never do again. The whole idea is to do it for 30 days, evaluate and reflect, and then adjust and keep going for another 30 days and another 30 days and so on. So again, write a written review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, screenshot your review and send it to my DMs with your email address. I have to know where to send it. And you can send it to my personal Instagram or the podcast Instagram. I check both and both are in the show notes. And then when the journal is released, I will email you your free copy. And one final thing, I'm still doing a giveaway at the end of February. And to get entered into this giveaway, screenshot the episode, share it in your stories, tag me, tag the podcast, and for this episode, tell me three things you did today that you're proud of. You get an entry in the drawing for every single episode you share, so you can get multiple entries. And at the end of the month, the winner is going to get their choice of one of two books, either Wealth Habits by Candy Valentino or Two Weeks Notice by Amy Porterfield, plus one of my journals, the actual physical journal, for free. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend, or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, 
It's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.